Warning, we're about to spoil the movie Ocean's Eleven from 2001. If you haven't seen the movie and plan on watching it, leave now and come back later. But if you have seen it or you just don't care, then please stick around. What's the deal with casino food? We really shouldn't. Good enough, I'm taking care of business. Now it's time to move on. <laughs> we really shouldn't. Better not perfect than not done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. Um, I'm actually quite excited for today's episode because we actually have a significant amount to talk about when it in regards to this movie. Um, yeah, and we're <laughs> and instead of being a downgrade from the last time we watched it, it's actually an upgrade. Yes, massive, massive upgrade. <laughs> it really is. Um, this is not the movie upgrade, by the way. You can probably tell by the title. Uh, but for those of you who can't read, this is the remake of Ocean's Eleven. how we went silent and we switched up the rules for once uh, yes we did mm. <laughs> all right yeah this movie i was very excited to rewatch because i hadn't seen it in a long long time i remember really liking it but i wanted to see how well it held up and it it's held up just about as good as i remember it still a really solid heist movie yeah honestly this is <clears throat> This is one of those movies where it's like, oh, you should see this movie. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Highly recommend it. <laughs> but, um, a classic I, that actually deserves to be called a classic. Exactly. <laughs> or I think this is, counts as a modern classic. I don't know how time yeah. scales work when it comes to classics. One of the, one of the two. Yeah, who cares? I mean, in my eyes, it's just a classic's a classic, whatever, <laughs> whichever, regardless of the year it's made. So. <laughs> yeah, and it will never be the best movie ever made because Scary Godmother was already made. Uh, I mean, that's not even a fair comparison. Uh, well, coming in a close second is obviously robots. But... <laughs> With Robin Williams, of course. Um, yeah. I remember that. I think I used to have... No, I had the DVD, but I also had... Do you remember those PlayStation Portable Video things? Uh, no, because I was cool and had DS. <laughs> Did you now? See, I had a mm -hmm. PlayStation Portable, and they had these little like movies that came on the UHD discs, and I had robots on that. Wow, making the PSP even fucking cooler. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. But, um, yeah. So, I will let you take it away with the synopsis before we get sidetracked any further. Oh, man, we are, like, super off topic tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. That's what makes it fun. I'm only going to mention, really, uh, three characters' names. About four. Because, Damien... Keeping track of all 11 characters is hard. Yeah. Well, all 11 of the crew, and then you have other side characters. Yes. Besides the point. So you got Dan Ocean instead of... Fr I'm pretty sure it was Frank Ocean, the original, right? 
I think so. Yeah. But uh, Dan Ocean, he was in prison for... We never really find out. It was basically a heist that went wrong. Yeah, because they're interrogating him. Wrong in the sense that he got caught. Yeah. Because when they're interrogating him, they say, like, oh, yeah, you were on charges of this. So... But he's let out, and literally seconds after he's out, he's like, I'm going to rob a place. <laughs> it's been like, oh, it's it hasn't even been, it's been a little over 24 hours because he calls and checks in with his parole officer. Yeah, that, well, he's thinking about it even before he calls the parole officer. Yeah. <laughs> and after talking to, to one of his buddies, he meets up with Rusty played by Brad Pitt and talks about wanting to rob three casinos run by uh, Terry Bandick. Mm -hmm. And this time we talk about the heist 11 minutes in instead of a fucking hour. And it is actually 11 minutes in. I was like, God damn it movie. (laughs) So good. But, uh, Oh, also, Dan Ocean is played by George Clooney. Mm-hmm. So, Dan and Rusty go around making their crew in actual interesting ways instead of singing Ain't That a King in the Head seven times. <laughs> yeah. They say they're going to rob diamonds, but at the end of the movie, they steal money. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it works still very valuable. <laughs> they even prep by... Because... Ma- all the casinos connect to one big safe and you know it since this is a heist movie it's the most fucking technologically advanced safe ever mm-hmm. it's near impossible to get into that's why we need this big crew i made the joke during the movie this is better mission impossible movie than mission impossible 2 <laughs> it's true oh we're just gonna be shitting on a bunch of movies we covered yeah <laughs> but uh they even make a replica of the safe to practice everything that they're going to do to break in. We find out that Dan's wife is, I don't know if she's engaged or just dating Terry Benedict. Mm -hmm. So Rusty brings up like, Hey, are you fucking doing this because just because of your wife or are you doing it for the money? He's like, it's a bit of both. Yeah. And her name is Tess, by the way. Yeah. Tess. Uh, it's Mark Wahlberg, the dude from Chicago, right? No, it's Matt. No. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Sorry, I got the two confused because they're the most generic white people <laughs> in Hollywood. But Matt Damon's here, too. Matt Damon's like the the rookie, the new guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think I wrote down his name somewhere, but I forget which His name is. is Linus. <laughs> Linus? Okay, I did not write down his name. Is it bad that my brain immediately went to Shark Boy and Lava Girl because the bully's name in that is Linus? Is it? I don't know. Um, my brain immediately, yes. my brain immediately went to the uh, character in Peanuts. You know, Linus with the blanket. Oh yeah, that's fair too. <laughs> what a weird ass conversation we just had. <laughs> no, my brain immediately jumped to fucking Matt Damon yelling, <laughs> yelling at a like fucking in george clooney but terry this man's trying to rob you he should be expelled or just something <laughs> fucking stupid i don't know man <laughs> that would be amazing 
Oh my god. Why? Brain, why do you remember even like half of fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl? <laughs> oh god. But then again, to be fair, my brain still remembers most of Spy Kids 3D. So. Excuse me, that movie is the third best movie ever made. <laughs> Fourth is Can the Hat, in case you're wondering. That's only number four. Damn, jeez. <laughs> well, Scary Godmother Robots and Spy Kids yeah. 3D beat it. Actually, it might be number five, because Scary Godmother 2. No, Scary Godmother 1 and 2 are tied for first. Okay. That's okay. non-negotiable. All right. Anyway, we're saying okay. plot stuff. <laughs> plot stuff. Uh, but yes... Dan, Dan's wife is Dane, the person we're trying to rob. Dan wants to get back with her because she, she was the real riches in his life. Something, the treasure, I don't know. Maybe the tre, maybe the real Ocean's Eleven was the friends we made <laughs> along the way. Oh God, they are not going to get that. <laughs> they aren't. Um. <laughs> He even over um I'm just gonna keep calling him Matt Damon That's because fine. or okay, I'll try to remember Linus. I'll be fair. Linus even overhears uh Dan talking to his wife and antagonizing uh Terry Benedict. Terry blows up uh one of the people who was helping back this whole operation is someone who used to run a casino in Vegas, but Terry kicked them out. Mm-hmm. Or basically ran their casino into the ground. His name is Saul. And huh? Saul is his name. Saul. Better call Saul. Hey. But in the movie, Saul, we see Saul's casino get exploded, de- demolized. I don't know how the fuck it explodes. Yeah, <laughs> Demol- demolished, demolished was the word you were looking for. Yes. Fuck. Who's the guy from Iron Man Two? Oh, that's a Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Okay, Don Cheadle was trying to mess with the power grid under of the casinos in the sewers. However, due to the building exploding, they went. It messed up things in the sewers, and now Terry's people know about the exploit in the sewers. So they have to go steal a fucking EMP from California in order to turn <laughs> off the entire city of Las Vegas. And Don Cheadle's character name, by the way, I don't know if they say it in the movie, but his name is Basher Tar. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> also, ever hear Don Cheadle with a fucking British accent? It's weird. It's a heavily British accent. And I did look up where he was from. He actually is American, and he was born in Kansas City, Missouri. So he does a really fucking good British accent. Yeah, it's a solid one. Yeah. But okay. We steal an EMP. Ocean, uh, or Dan, I've been referring to fuck, brain. Either or, it doesn't really matter. You can be... I know, but I'm trying to keep it consistent, man. Yeah. I'm sure you can alternately refer to him as Dan or Frank, or yeah, or Ocean or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, but Ocean. news through the pipe, news through uh, the pipeline. Dan is basically on watch anytime he enters one of Terry's casinos. Yep. So he gets kicked out. He's no longer in with the heist. He is. Except when he totally wheels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Matt Day is Matt. No. No. Brain. You will call him Linus. 
Linus now has to replace uh, Dan for his part. His, well, his role in the operation. We star up the heist. The EMP go. Everything goes somewhat off without a hitch. Oh, I did forget to mention when stealing the EMP, they have some a gymnast who's going to like basically dodge all the lasers and help open the vault from the inside. But he hurts his hand as they're running away from the EMP place due to Linus being an idiot. So his hand is in. What? Oh, you're talking about the guy who does the gymnastics and everything. His uh, his character name is the Amazing Yen because he's like a magician or something. The Amazing what? Yen. Yen. Like like the currency yen. Yeah, I know what yen is. I'm just I'm just making sure you remembered. Well, it cut you off, so I didn't know if you said Yang. But Yang. Okay, but yeah, Yen's hand gets injured. This is important layer. And it doesn't affect the movie the way you think it would. Yeah, it's clever how they do it. (laughs) But besides that, everything is going basically off without a hitch. The the EMP goes off and everything just goes to hell because in the casino, everyone's trying to steal shit since the lights are off. (laughs) Everyone just kind of goes crazy. It's kind of great. It's like, yeah, that is probably how a general gambling crowd would react, isn't it? Yeah, um, Yen sets up bombs on the door as as we uh, find out Ocean is part of the heist. Him and Linus go down to set up the detonators on the other side of the vault door. <laughs> Yen gets his hand stuck in the door and almost blows up. Luckily, the detonator needs new batteries. <laughs> That was hilarious. I love that joke. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious because they go boop. They just like keep trying to do it, and they're, they're like, "Dude, don't detonate!" I was like, "Ah, oh, shoot, it's out of batteries." And he pulls it out, and luckily they had a spare. <laughs> they have extra. They like have a whole fucking pack. <laughs> so funny. Uh... But then, Ru- uh, Rusty contacts Terry as he's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, and he's like, "So, we have your money." Because we can't use the EMP twice, so we don't know how the crew's going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But we, <laughs> Terry, uh, Rusty basically calls Terry. Is like, we have your money, and you're either a going to let us walk on out of here with half your money, or we're going to blow it all up. So Terry goes through with it. He held. He somewhat goes through with it. He does call the cops. And half the money goes out into the van and drives away. Terry's men follow them. SWAT team breaks in and tries and goes to kill all the people in the vault. Well, at least arrest them. Yeah. Are you still there, by the way? I'm here. Okay. Goes in the vault to arrest them. Something... Something goes somewhat wrong. Everyone is shot. Money explodes in the vault. They, the people following the van, get close to it, open the the door, and there's a camera inside. No one was actually driving it, and then the van explodes. Then you find out there was no money. Both 
uh, were covered in, both were stacks of porno mags and advertisements for uh, strippers. Because mm-hmm. that uh, vault they were using earlier for training, they shot a video on and played it over the security cameras to make them think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But the SWAT team that came in was actually the crew coming, stealing, saying hi to to George, uh, to Dan Ocean and the rest of the gang that was in there, happily taking the body out and leaving in the SWAT van. Oh, Dan during in this time, due to not be due to being out, he was still messing around in the casino, and Terry took it, told his men to take him to a back room with no cameras to beat the shit out of him yeah and but they already paid off the uh, oh sorry i was just gonna say yeah because one of the men they already paid off so it looks like he's beating up george clooney the whole time but in reality he's not he like let george clooney through a vent or whatever (laughs) yeah um also they catch on camera due to get a test back they show oh her the security footage and catch terry basically saying uh I will, uh, I'd rather have my money back than Tess. Mm-hmm. And this really hurts her feelings. <laughs> um, Ocean tries to say, like, hey, I would get, I could figure out who stole your money and get it back for you. But realize by just knowing a guy, Terry knows this is bullshit, but can't <laughs> prove it in any way. Because mm-hmm. in order to prove ocean stole anything he'd have to say that he was beating up some guy in the back room which isn't very legal yeah (laughs) so he sends dan to jail because he was breaking his parole a few months later he he gets out that tess is back with him i said that a very weird fluctuation (laughs) but he gets back together with tess some of Terry's men follow him as Brad Pitt drives them away into the sunset. Yep. The end. I also want to mention really quick, I love the joke where um, like Tess goes up to Danny as he's being arrested. She's like, how long will it be till you get out? I don't know, three to six months. And the title is literally three to six months later. <laughs> yeah, the title card. Yeah. Uh, so that was Ocean's Eleven. And yeah, very, very entertaining movie. Um, still really holds up, um, especially for a movie made in 2001. Like, you can see why this stuck out and is considered a classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm not sure how I'm going to bring up in the review, so I'll just say it now. Uh-huh. One of my favorite moments is after the lights come on from the EMP, a dude just fucking clotheslines <laughs> some, uh, one of the female dealers. Yeah. Like, she goes down hard straight clotheslines the woman i'm just like oh my god (laughs) she did nothing to you buddy what the hell so unnecessary (laughs) uh well the first thing it's only on screen for a second but damn it's kind of a funny moment uh um but yeah i love i want to get out of the way first i love the style of the movie like the cinematography the way that's done and the way they do the split screen the mix of that and the music in the film is just kind of elevates it honestly it just has this very like classy very fast-paced feel to it so yeah especially the set design is fantastically done everything feel 
has that feeling of that you get with Vegas or that luxury kind of kind of sleazy in a way just captures that in every little location. Yeah. And the transitions between scenes are all fantastic. They're all very cleverly done. Mm, chef's kiss. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mwah, clever editing. Love that. Love those match cuts and shit like that. Um, <clears throat> we could compare that to the original where Vegas looked like one of those casinos you'd find in the middle of Oregon. Yeah. And honestly. it had one clever transition. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, this one actually captured the look and feel of Vegas very well. It was almost shot like a neo-noir because there was a lot of just bright colors and heavy shadows in a lot of scenes. So oh, I love shadows so much. Oh, fuck so. yeah. <laughs> wow, actual clever cinematography and set design. It's so well done. Um Yeah. Wow, oh, it's almost like when you make the rest of the movie good yeah. with your bankable actors, it becomes way better. Exactly. Because this one did have a pretty big um cast. There were a lot of big names in it. Um, but it actually, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't just, oh, look, we got these actors. It was just, oh, these actors are actually able to do stuff and actually have character development and motivation. And they actually stand apart from one another and don't just blend in together completely. <laughs> but we could sing Ain't That a Kink kick in the head like seven times throughout the whole movie when they were doing all the clever transitions and like like actually doing the robbery and stuff like that he just kept bitterly saying just oh so we're gonna repeat that three times right oh we're gonna repeat that three times right <laughs> <laughs> i won't what else am I supposed to fucking say? That's the only memorable part of the original oceans 11 it's memorable because of how painful it was <laughs> Yeah, honestly. And in that one, it was five fucking casinos. In this one, it's only three. <laughs> well, technically, it's only one vault because yeah. they all join in at one place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was just all exceptional. The cinematography, the style, fantastic. Again, soundtrack is great. I love the jazzy soundtrack that this film has. That's yeah, a... the whole film just feels Vegasy, if that yeah. makes sense. That's something that always stuck out in my mind is the music and the cinematography. I always loved it. So good. Um, and all the actors do a fine job, too. Like, like George Clooney, obviously, is stuff. Danny Ocean is great. <laughs> I will say, though, I think Brad Pitt steals the fucking show. Oh, definitely. Brad Pitt is... I, it's early 2000s Brad Pitt. What's not to love about him? <laughs> yeah, it's late 90s, early 2000s yeah. Brad Pitt. Just... <laughs> charismatic as hell and funny as hell as well and he's always eating something which is hilarious he'll always like eating a little snack or like sucking on a lollipop he always is eating something not sure why uh also fun fact for anyone who doesn't know in the ending shot when uh brad pitt is eating a sandwich as george clooney comes out of prison that sandwich is full of hot sauce like just a shit ton <laughs> Because they wanted to prank him, and you can kind of see him trying to stay in character as he's like, mm-hmm, okay, this is fine. Yeah, no, he actually powered through it and did the take, and they left it in the movie. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah, that's a fun little tidbit there. Um, and um, even Matt Damon is does a good job as kind of the no more nerdy type, honestly. <laughs> 
Matt Damon in glasses is way more respectable than normal Matt Damon. It's really weird. He just looks, I guess, less douchey without with glasses. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Don Cheadle's really good with fucking Brit Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah, for the like, um, Matt Damon, George Clooney, and uh, Brad Pitt are the really the main three, mm-hmm. but all the side characters get enough development so you know, like, oh, it's that guy and that guy. Yeah, exactly. You're able to actually distinguish them apart. They actually have traits and they have skills. That's the thing. Like, it's not just oh, a bunch of guys getting together to rob and whatever. It's these guys We've actually done a heist before. Yeah, and I'm a technician. Cool, great. But yeah, li- literally, like these, they all have distinctive character traits and distinctive skills, which they're going to put to use. Like, um, uh, what did I say? The one, oh, let me pull up the cast list again. Um, like, yeah, the amazing Yen, he's like kind of an acrobat and a contortionist. He can like fit into things and like do all these crazy acrobatic stunts. Um, and then, uh, Brad Pitt's kind of the card shark. What was his whole thing again? <laughs> Brad Pitt is just charismatic as hell, so he's able to lie on the fly. Exactly. And there's the one guy who's the getaway driver or whatnot. (laughs) Well, it was two guys who were getaway drivers. (laughs) But also they were able to be annoying. Like, that doesn't (laughs) sound like a skill, but they were able to be a distraction, I guess I should say. Yeah, they were able to, like, take take the focus off, um, you know, the people who were trying to do the robbery so they could be all incognito and shit. There has to be a movie, right, where it's a heist, heist. The setup is a heist done by comedians. Not that the actors are comedians, but the characters within the story are comedians. That would make sense. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, like have a heist movie about it where uh, the heisters are improv comedians, so they work on the fly. That would be really interesting, because I know they kind of did that with um, Now You See Me, where they're all magicians or whatever, but... <laughs> That's not comedian. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah, we'll have to look into that. Um, but yeah, this just everything about it is great. Is there anything else to say about the movie itself? Or <laughs> Oh, the movie itself. Um, one thing I personally love is how it, how it defies expectation in a way. Mm-hmm. The main example is Yen's hand. Because you'd think, okay, now he's going to have a problem doing the acrobatic stunts. Nope, he doesn't. I mean, he does mess it up a bit, but not because of his hand. Yeah. Instead, it's his cast getting stuck in the door. Yeah. His... Or, um, I, I guess I should be going with more. The problems that come up don't feel forced. Like, oh, the building that was set up way at the beginning that was going to be demolished is demolished. And this causes something in the sewer for them Thus, Terry's men find the exploit that they were going to use. Yeah, exactly. Like, stuff comes up naturally instead of just feeling forced. Like, oh no, character had a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Yeah, no, it, the way it comes up is, and the and when they find out that, like, uh, Danny Ocean's face, he can't go into the casino, that derails the plan, but it also makes sense. Like... Yeah, it makes sense. He was being pretty much a dick to Terry. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're a known criminal, so, and you're hanging around yeah. for some reason, so... 
But yeah, that was the thing I loved. It's like this movie, because um, <laughs> that's a, a, a big thing about these movies is like the actual heist. There's like twists and turns to it and stuff. There was a similar show on television that did that called Leverage. That was pretty good where they like did like heisty things and then they would do the whole flashback to what actually happened or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, that I always loved how it did that and just played with expectations because it's like, oh, well, shit, how are they going to do it now? Oh, but they were planning it all along. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll give the movie this too. It faked me out a good couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There was one scene where they're setting up like a wiretap and the guy wrote a map on his hand to figure out where to go. But due to the tension of working in the room and it just being generally hot, he wiped away the map. A security guard starts chasing him, but it was just, and right before he gets out, security guard gets him. And then it's like, Hey, you dropped this. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, a nice touch is you can see the ink on his head from when he wiped his hand. Yeah, I love that little touch of just the ink spots. Yeah. So just, it's it just really good ways of just adding to the tension. And, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. It's, and the original Mission Impossible series did that all the time, too, when they would like go in in this impossible heist or whatever. Um, but then stuff would come up <laughs> like it always does. <laughs> can't plan for everything nope <laughs> um yeah and i also love that this movie also has a really good sense of humor as well there's a couple really funny lines and conversations <laughs> i don't know if you got george clearly and brad pitt together yeah. for a movie and didn't have at least a little bit of humor the movie fails i'm Honestly. just saying yeah they they both have really good charisma with each other or chemistry i should say but <laughs> yep that's the word you're looking for. Yeah, they both have really good chemistry with her and work off each other really well. <clears throat> I still love the one scene at the beginning where he's like, say, giving the one um, speech to Brad Pitt. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it because of this and this and this. And then it just goes, I felt a little rushed. Was that a little rushed? Yeah, it was a little rushed. <laughs> <laughs> You've been practicing that, haven't you? Yeah. Was it rushed? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Or even the scene where, you know, they tell Matt Damon to stay the fuck put and he doesn't do that. And they're all in the van. They're like, oh, shit, we have to go back. And you see him going throughout the building and they're all just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the only contrived thing of Matt Damon running out of the car. Yeah. Like, um, I get why he did, but then he goes just all over the building just... instead of the place he's supposed to. Yeah. I just didn't get as mad at it because the way it paid off was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the payoff was great. Yeah. I, I'm not mad at it. It's just sort of a little Yeah. Tiny little hiccup. Thing, so, <clears throat> but yeah, it's nice to have this movie that actually has effort and thought and actual tension put into it. And, um, it's something that, um, well, do you have, do you have anything else to say about the movie or, um, Oh, uh, the other thing was the the twist of how they got away with the heist. That also caught me completely off guard. Like, I I knew the people carrying out the bags was the crew mm -hmm. because they didn't show the face. I was like, okay, that's them. Yep. <laughs> but I didn't know how they got away with it because it sounded like I completely fell for it. Like, oh, fuck, they just died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> but yeah, besides just a lot of good twists the tension is mm -hmm. solid throughout and the comedy is good 
a good way to relieve the stress of all that. Exactly. It's yeah, it, it has its mo. It's very tense, but it has moments to relieve uh, stress. Like it's a good balance of um, actual tension and uh, humor. So. <clears throat> But yeah, so, and um, the main discussion, and one of the most interesting plot points I wanted to talk about, well, not plot points, but things about this movie, is this is how Hollywood should be doing remakes. Period. Like, Hollywood, what they're trying to... Why are we talking with (laughs) period? (laughs) I just felt it was important to stress that point hard. (laughs) That's why. I'm already stressed, man. I'm gonna relax. Ah, well, that's fair. Um... But it's like, you know, Hollywood always goes after big name movies. Like, you're remaking these really famous movies that are considered classics or whatever. Like, remaking Ben-Hur or whatever the fuck. Um, But it's like, why remake movies that are considered classics? Why remake movies that are considered really good? Why not take movies that are older, that aren't, you know, classics or aren't, like, remembered as fondly, and take those and make them better? Why not take movies that have an interesting setup or an interesting concept and expand upon it? Do your own thing with it. It leaves so much room for interpretation and creativity. Why not do that? Yeah, honestly. Because the, the original, great setup. Rob a bunch of... Ca- get a big group of people, rob a, a bunch of casinos all in one night. Mm-hmm. Cool heist. It will be challenging, but the reward is worth it. Sucky movie. Just boring as hell. This one, besides, I think, like, two little tributes to the original, it is its own thing. It's hard to even call it a remake. Yeah. It's basically a reimagining of the movie. But this time, the person has actual imagination. Yes, exactly. Stephen fucking Soderbergh, of all people. (laughs) Well, actually, the whole thing of this being basically a reimagining helps in its favor too since i did see the original mm-hmm. it was like because once i realized oh this is not going to give a single fuck about the original other than we want to do a heist movie in vegas about robbing casinos with 11 people yeah anything is fair game so i was like are they going to kill anyone mm-hmm. are are we still going to get away with this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just it. Like it clearly did not, it didn't follow the same plot of the original. It, it was just the loosest outline that it took from the original and expanded upon that. So <clears throat> it's like, why, why not do that? Why not do that more? That would be so interesting to see. Take movies that were either mediocre or like even, you know, stu- like horror movies that were super low budget or not well executed. Take some that have a good premise and remake those. <laughs> Or hell, um, go back to one of our early ep- earliest episodes when we covered the Evil Dead remake. It has sort of the same thing. Yep. Where it's that one has a lot more respect for the original, but it's its own thing, just with a similar setup. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of how you do a remake. It's and it's not even a remake. It's more of a reimagining of the first Evil Dead movie. Or a technical sequel. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's the whole timeline is fucky wucky and evil dead anyway. So <laughs> we're just going to ignore most of it. The timeline is a fat is a flat spear. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I just I just thought that was interesting just because that is the way to do it. And this movie proves it. I still really love this movie <laughs> and very, rec- very highly recommend it. 
Hollywood, hear me out. Santa Claus versus the Martians. We remake it. Please but do. But better. With yes. the budget of Blade Runner 2049. That would be amazing. <laughs> terrible i would so see that <laughs> i was so oh, okay that. wait this sorry this brings up a random thought in my brain of there's apparently a new dracula movie in the works mm. but it's going to take place in the wild west really yes i'm j- just saying if this goes as over the top as i hope it does uh-huh. i i'm fine if it's just a straight up horror movie in the wild west because that's actually really untouched genre it really is. That needs to be seen more, yeah. I mean, you have nothing but open desert. How can you not get some scares out of that? Anyway. Yeah. Or like you go into an old abandoned western town, you can get some creepy vibes from that. Yeah, but okay. I want a fucking duel with Dracula at at midnight, and he says it's high moon. Yeah! Great. Best movie. Dude, fucking um, Dracula's holding a gun, but he's holding, like, a, a thing that shoots wooden stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, like, a crossbow. A crossbow, yeah. He has a crossbow that's, like, loaded with a wooden stake. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, Dracula. That was completely and, off topic. I know. <laughs> Still, Dracula and the Wild West. That'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I forget who's directing it. It, I know it's a female director. I can't think of what she... It might be the one who's working on the Candyman remake. I forget. Really? That'll be interesting. Yeah. Huh. I know what Jordan but, uh, Peele's producing that, but yeah, we're getting sidetracked again. <laughs> yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Is there anything else to add about this movie? I, it, honestly, not much. It's just this movie is just kind of hard to talk about because it's just like, yeah, really solid, period. There's no glaring issues. It's just oh, really good. Talking about it. <laughs> well, no, we did pretty damn good, I think. But yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, go see it. It's definitely a really solid movie. Still really holds up. Has a great style, great soundtrack. Very clever. So... I would say it's on Netflix, but we're recording this in February. And this episode comes on April, so I don't know if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're done? I think we're good. good. Yeah, I think we've said our piece. Okay. So that's going to mean yes. uh, we are back to the sellout wheel. Yeah. Where, as always, we have, at the moment, we have 15 film series we spin and watch whatever the next one in line is and half of these we have not fucking landed on yet (laughs) some fucking how (laughs) and we're doing this eight times even though we usually go four four between the wheels Mm -hmm. just to get this one done a little bit faster if we don't land on bond anytime fucking before the eighth one we're just doing dr no i don't care what we land on straight up unless it's evil dead 2 then that might be a debate in my mind we need to start the bond series (laughs) we do because that's the longest series we have on the wheel it's like 26 fucking movies (laughs) it's a lot oh man uh okay are you good that hoarding of the wheel get over there No, I'm not. You don't you sound like it. No, <laughs> you just haven't landed on Bond, man. I I know. Trust me, that hurts me too. I love James Bond. That my heart just. Mm. <laughs> anyway, it's time <gasps> to 
Sven. God fucking damn it. Can we get something we haven't done? What do we get? What do we get? Uh, okay. So we're going back to Elm Street. Ooh. We're going I, to ooh. talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, I don't know, man. That sounds pretty gay. Uh, it's not even Pride Month. I know. Shit. <laughs> uh, I think we'll debate this, but we might also talk. We might watch the documentary about the fan base of Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and talk about that as well. Yeah, because the whole thing behind that is fascinating how it kind of became this uh, gay icon movie or whatever. We might just watch that so we can bring it up and not yeah. do a full review of that documentary. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, next time we are going to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yay. I am excited. I think to there's a subtitle that. to it, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I'm excited to revisit that because that's one I always thought was a good mo movie. I, I never thought it was as good as, you know, one or three or whatnot, but I, I still really liked it. I know you were more meh on it. I was more meh on it, but I was watching it when I was younger and I was more wanting all the Freddy kills, but yeah. there's like three in the movie. Yeah, he's actually more subtle and creepy in it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks at the ending scene with the party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they were going for. It's we'll get to it. I know. But uh all right. See you guys next time. Yeah, we don't have a good segue off nah. this and so now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc. on Twitter. If you wish to watch a video version of the podcast, it can be found on the YouTube channel CamCam. Cam. Thanks again to Teller's Place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails. And if you enjoyed the show, please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use. Thank you.